Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Fractor Fitness Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to build a sustainable framework for staying motivated to maintain and improve your physical fitness over time. I think we've all experienced the phenomena of getting excited about some new diet or exercise endeavor and then losing steam pretty quickly. We'll talk about how this arises in many cases due to a lack of clarity when it comes to your goals. I'll give some tips on how to find sources of motivation and set goals that can be sustainably motivating. And I'll talk about how certain types of goals, particularly short-term goals or over-ambitious goals, tend to drive behavior that you may not be able to keep up and maintain. I'm really excited to share these ideas with you, so let's jump right in. So why do most people have such a hard time maintaining motivation to sustain fitness behaviors that will ultimately make them healthier? Why is it so difficult to stick to that New Year's resolution for more than just a month or two? I think one of the main reasons for this is that people don't always tend to be clear on what they hope to achieve, especially when it comes to in really concrete terms. When most people fail to continue a diet or an exercise plan, in many cases, their goal is just too vague. Having a goal such as to get healthier or to have more energy can be a really great starting place to build motivation, but by themselves, these types of broad statements are just too abstract. They aren't specific enough to your individual life. To make a goal like getting healthier or increasing energy to sustain motivation really work, you have to be connected to concrete outcomes, real things that are really attainable and that you really desire to have in your life. So a concrete outcome for an individual person is personal and specific. So for instance, um, let's take Sarah as an example. For Sarah, being fit enough to play basketball with her nine-year-old son in the driveway is a concrete outcome. She places this specific outcome under the umbrella of getting healthier. That's what healthy looks like in her world. So the idea is that you have to have a specific vision of what you want, and these specific visions take effort, like real thinking and reflection, to create. You have to actually sit down and put pen to paper and build a list of multiple different concrete things that you want out of improving your fitness. What specific day-to-day benefits do you desire that are going to make your life better over time? A good parallel is the way people plan their financial futures. They don't just save for retirement as a broad statement, at least not many people who are successful at saving and investing. People who do well at preparing for retirement tend to be ones with a very specific vision of their retirement and how they want it to pan out. Maybe they want an RV to travel for a few months out of the year. Maybe they want to sell their home and live in a condo in a warm climate. 
or maybe they want to maintain their current spending patterns or spending patterns that they're they established you know, while they were still working. These are all examples of a concrete vision of a financial future. And in the same way, you have to formulate a concrete vision of what your fitness future is ultimately going to look like or what you'd like it to look like. So how do you actually build this concrete vision? I think there are multiple ways to do it, but in some cases, you may genuinely know some outcomes that you really desire, but you probably are going to need more ammunition. I say this because a single concrete outcome that you want usually isn't enough to motivate you to change your entire lifestyle. For example, the concrete goal of being able to fit into your skinny jeans from 10 years ago probably won't keep you motivated for the next few years or decades. You need several desirable concrete outcomes that have meaning for you and that you're likely to continue desiring well into the future. One trick is to actually look at the trouble spots that currently exist in your life, the ones that potentially relate to physical fitness. Think about things causing you problems or holding you back in some way, and then imagine the ways in which your life would be better if these fitness-related problems or barriers were removed. For example, let's look back at uh, Sarah, the working mom who wants more energy to play basketball with her son after work. Right now, this is a trouble spot for her. She works all day, and when she comes home, she's usually too exhausted to play basketball with her kid. She hates this because it's a missed opportunity to grow a stronger bond with her son. Maybe it even causes some arguments with her spouse, who might feel pressure to pick up the slack and playing with their kid. This is a concrete trouble spot. And Sarah can easily imagine how life would be improved if this trouble spot were to be eliminated some way. So this is a good example of how a trouble spot can actually help mold a vision of a better fitness future. So I encourage you to give this a try. Think about some of the most common ways that inadequate physical fitness causes people problems and consider how they might be affecting your life in some negative way. It could be things like suffering from chronic conditions like diabetes or obesity, or maybe it's a negative impact on your romantic life or dealing with unpleasant emotions like guilt or shame that relate to your physique in some way. These are just ideas, but hopefully you get the point, which is that sometimes visualizing the removal of solvable problems is the best way to build a desirable vision for your future. In many cases, these short-range desires are very time-bound. How often have you heard people jumping into a crash diet to lose a quick 10 or 15 pounds for some event, maybe a wedding or a pool party? It's pretty common. Now, it's okay to have these types of goals as a part of your overall vision of a better life, but they can't be your primary motivators for a few reasons. The first reason is pretty obvious once you state it clearly. Short-range goals tend to only be desirable in the short term. If you're scrambling to lose weight, for instance, maybe to look good for a pool party, let's say, 
the motivation is gone once the pool party has passed. So these time-bound types of motivators are usually infrequent or they happen haphazardly and they tend to drive infrequent and haphazard fitness behavior. You need at least some of your concrete goals to be more pervasive types of outcomes, things that you desire on a day-to-day basis if you want to be continually motivated to keep up with day-to-day fitness behaviors. Now, only you can say what these day-to-day types of benefits would be for you, but maybe there's something like keeping the spark alive in your romantic relationship, staying mobile so that you can keep up active hobbies like playing basketball at the community center with friends, or maybe it's feeling that confidence boost that comes from getting a little stronger after every workout. The point is to focus on motivational outcomes that will continue to be motivational to you day in and day out. Of course, what you find motivating can change over time, which can cause you to need to revisit and rethink your goals occasionally, but try to identify motivational goals that have some staying power. That's the big takeaway. The other problem with short-range or very time-bound goals is that they tend to encourage you to engage in more extreme types of fitness behavior like crash diets or long grueling workouts that probably aren't compatible with your life in the long run. The type of diet and exercise approach that you take if you were trying to lose, say, 20 pounds in just a few weeks is drastically different than the type of diet or exercise most people could reasonably sustain over the course of years or even decades. In other words, identifying the consistent and everyday benefits that you want out of fitness is more likely to encourage diet and exercise behavior that is going to be repeatable in your daily life. So this brings me back to the concept of friction, the inefficient use of time and energy in fitness processes. Short-range goals are likely to encourage you to engage in diet and exercise behaviors that cause friction in your life. You may be willing to starve yourself for a week or two for some social event or suffer through grueling 90-minute spin classes every once in a while or for a couple of weeks, but when you consider one of these options, I challenge you to ask yourself, do I realistically think I'll be doing these things six months from now or a year from now? The answer is almost always no. That's why another important component of setting goals that can be motivational longer term requires thinking seriously about the amount of effort you're willing to put forth over time. If you set goals that drive behavior that you're not willing to sustain as a part of your lifestyle, then you have a problem if you are trying to implement lifestyle change. You have to consider how much time and energy you're actually willing to devote to fitness and set initial goals that fall within those bounds. That's why for Sarah, who wants to enable herself to play basketball with her son, probably shouldn't have the initial goal of being able to play hour-long basketball games. A good step for her might be just to be able to play basketball with her son for five minutes. And then once she makes that 
initial step, she can start broadening her goal to something more ambitious. But the idea is to keep your goals scaled to your abilities and capabilities. As you become more capable or more willing to devote time and energy, then you can reach a point where you can level up your goals. Okay, let's wrap up today's episode with some highlights and recommendations. Having really broad goals like getting healthier isn't enough. You need to build a vision of an enhanced future life complete with concrete benefits that you really desire. You need a picture of what getting healthier looks like in your life. So you should take some time to sit down and write out a few bullets on what this really looks like for you. Something that can help you paint this picture is to look at any trouble spots in your life currently. Health and fitness related issues that if they were removed would lead to better outcomes for you. For instance, how would my life be enhanced if I had sufficient energy to play with my kids a little every day? We also talked about the problem of relying on short-term, point-in-time types of goals when you're trying to implement long-term behavior change. Your goal to lose 15 pounds before some pool party or other event probably won't provide sustainable motivation for lifestyle changes. In fact, these types of goals tend to encourage fitness behaviors that create tons of friction in day-to-day life. While it's okay to have short-term goals like this, they need to be connected to a larger vision, and only you can say what that motivational vision should actually look like. And last, remember that goals need to be scaled to your current abilities and available time and energy. You need to aim for outcomes that are achievable for your current situation. And then once you've realized those initial goals, you'll probably find yourself more willing to scale up your goals and commitment levels. Last, I want to ask for your feedback. Try out some of the recommendations and let me know how it's going. Tell me about your successes as well as your challenges, and I'll do my best to address that in future content. So just go to frictionfactorfitness.com and click on the contact tab to send me an email with any of your comments. Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, where you can access more content, access my free fitness calculator tool, and download a free teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is launching in March of 2023 and is now available for pre-order. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for future episodes.